Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 225 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from April 28th, 2017, titled, How Not to Improve Patient Flow, Laws, Targets, Blame, and Threats. Before getting into today's post, I hope you'll join me in donating to the Red Cross hurricane and flood relief efforts for the people of Texas who are affected by this. I'm fortunate that the Dallas-Fort Worth area is far enough inland that my family and I were not affected, but I hope you'll join me uh, in donating. You can, of course, do a search for the American Red Cross online if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 225 uh, for this post. You can also find a link uh, to donate. So let's start the blog post by stating the obvious. It sucks to wait 24 hours or more on a stretcher in an emergency department hallway waiting for a real hospital bed. I think there's agreement that waiting 24 hours, 12 hours, or four hours for a bed after an admission is a problem. That's a problem worth working on. It's a problem in Montreal, as the Montreal Gazette reports, they say, ER overcrowding remains a problem in many of the city's hospitals. At the Royal Vic at the Glen site on Wednesday morning, the ER capacity soared to 130%. Of that number, nine patients were receiving care in the ER for more than 24 hours. At the Jewish General, by comparison, the ER capacity was at 102%, and there were no patients languishing for more than 24 hours. So it's sad and frustrating to have a couple of blog readers from Canada send me this news story from Quebec. The headline reads, this is from CBC News, Quebec wants 24-hour cap for patients waiting on stretchers in ERs. Barrett says there would be consequences for hospital staff, doctors who don't comply. So one of the tweets directed at me um, came from Ryan McCormick, who said, Quebec proposes fear, disciplinary action, and management by numerical target to reduce weights. Ugh. Uh, I agree with that uh, 140-character assessment. Uh, to dig in a little deeper, the province's uh, health minister, Gaetan Barrett, wants improvement. Well, so, so that's good, it says in the CBC article. In a bid to fix overcrowding in emergency rooms, Quebec health minister Gaetan Barrett wants to limit patient waiting times on stretchers. So yeah, overcrowding is bad. Long waits are bad. Fixing these problems requires a systems view, looking at capacity through the entire healthcare value stream, if you will. But things start falling apart toward the end of the first sentence about this, where it continues, um, and give hospital administrators the power to discipline doctors and staff that don't follow suit. Well, the unfortunate implication from the health minister is that doctors and staff are the problem, or that doctors and staff aren't doing enough to help. That, that seems very unlikely. The health minister, who has been in politics for a while, is or was a physician, or at least trained as a physician, so you'd think he would know better than to blame doctors for systemic problems. I did some work with a hospital in Ontario a few years back that had similar challenges. In a week with them, we discovered systemic problems, including lack of budget to fully staff all of the newly built and ready-to-use hospital beds, and a lack of space in the community for nursing home and extended care facilities. 
um, that was also driven by budget constraints. None of this was the fault of doctors, staff, or hospital administrators. They all cared. They all wanted to make things better. They could only do so much within the constraints given to them because lean wasn't going to be any sort of easy, quick, magical fix. And eh, they were somewhat disappointed to hear that. You can improve the uh, inpatient discharge process and communication flow all you want. But if there's no place to discharge the patient to, well, then you're stuck. Back to Quebec, where Barrett wants to make changes to a law that would, quote, cap at 24 hours the maximum time patients are forced to wait on stretchers in ERs before they are released or transferred elsewhere. Well, that's easier said than done. I mean, setting a target that's not achievable leads to people gaming the system and fudging the numbers, whether that's workers at Wells Fargo in banking or people in the British NHS hospitals who had their own four-hour emergency waiting time targets and wrote a blog post about this years ago. I've linked to it. Uh, it's titled Gaming the System, ER Targets. And again, you can find that by going to leanblog.org slash audio 225. So the minister not only blames staff, but then threatens punishment and pits healthcare professionals against managers when they should be working together. Again, from the CBC, the amendment also includes potential disciplinary actions against hospital staff who don't follow the 24-hour rule. Barrett is quoted as saying, so doctors are sent the message, look, if you don't cooperate, there could be consequences in terms of disciplinary actions, for instance. He added a message to hospital administrators Quote, now you have the leverage. The implication is that administrators haven't had leverage over doctors and staff. And maybe Barnett should be asking why instead of lobbing solutions at hospitals. The average waiting time in 2017 is 13.6 hours, but not every waiting time is going to be average. I mean, the average waiting time is lower than it was in 2016, but, quote, there are still too many patients spending a day or more on stretchers in the ER. I agree with the pushback on these threats of punishment. Chantal Marchand, the president of the association that represents health and social service center managers, said the threat of disciplinary action against her members will only contribute to a climate of fear. I agree, and I agree with this tweet from Kaif Pardan, who, who wrote, this is stunningly bad policy. Barrett leads legal ultimatum to ER doctors to reduce overcrowding. A patient's rights advocate has it right in saying, uh, as uh, Paul Brunette was quoted, argued that Barrett is tackling the ER crisis the wrong way. Instead of allocating more funds for long-term care beds, the minister is seeking to punish doctors. So a climate of fear is not the way we improve. If there's indeed a bottleneck in long-term care beds, as I've heard about in Ontario, that needs to be addressed. Uh, the province of Quebec is already allocating more funds for long-term care, but will that be enough? If there's fear of punishment for not hitting the target, it's likely these things could happen. One, doctors might delay writing admission orders if the 24-hour time starts ticking when the order is written. Two, patients might be inappropriately discharged or transferred if that resets the clock. Three, people might flat out fudge or falsify numbers and data. Or four, hospitals might discharge patients to faraway nursing homes to free up beds, as um, the, the patient's right advocate feared. 
The Montreal Gazette has a laugh out loud statement from a health ministry spokesperson who said, as the minister clarified, the objective is not punitive. Not punitive. They are they're threatening to revoke the privileges of doctors. That's that's not punitive. I mean, again, if the goal is improvement, fear and punitive measures are not the right path. As Dr. Don Berwick wrote about in the New England Journal of Medicine in 1989, improvement requires trust and cooperation. Berwick learned the lesson directly from W. Edwards Deming that we must reduce fear if we're going to improve systems. And you can read more uh, about what Berwick learned from Deming in a blog post I wrote and another article I've linked to. Quebec has made great strides with lean healthcare the last few years. I've enjoyed the few opportunities that I've had to visit, teach, and learn. I hope a health minister making a bunch of noise doesn't interfere with their real efforts to improve. There's another uh, quote here from the patient's rights advocate. Does the minister honestly think that the hospital managers and doctors want to keep patients in the emergency room on purpose? Of course they don't want to do that. The problem is they can't transfer these patients from the ER to hospital beds because 25% of those beds are taken up with chronic care patients. So, of course, doctors and managers are not intentionally inflicting frustration and poor care on patients. Chronic care patients might be another systemic problem to address as a better way of improving flow. So, final note, the Quebec government has posted a link to a case study about using lean to improve emergency patient flow in Sweden. It's titled, uh, How Does Lean Work in Emergency Care? A Case Study of a Lean-Inspired Intervention at the Astrid Lindgren Children's Hospital in Stockholm. Well, the lessons from that case study include teamwork, scientific problem solving, breaking down silos, and connecting people. That's the path I wish Quebec would take instead of blame, fear, targets, and threats. So I certainly wish uh, all the best to the fine people of Quebec in solving this important problem.